It's actually our very first guest. Yes. <laughs> this is so exciting. We've had we have we've gotten to the phase of our podcast where we have a guest, and I am so happy to introduce Marianne Jones. You've actually I think we've talked about you on every podcast, every in podcast some capacity. Thrive naturally. We will get you in. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been honored every time. <laughs> so she is our guest today, and um, Marianne, why don't you introduce? who you are like tell us a little bit about yourself your background sure sure well thank you so much for inviting me (laughs) yes I feel very honored to be your first (laughs) guest and first and foremost I am part of the sculpt tribe so that says a lot about me Mm -hmm. and I have been doing sculpt for three years now wow that's incredible and I love it, and I've met the most amazing people, like Danielle. <laughs> like me, Danielle. <laughs> like me. <laughs> and uh, I have to attribute it to helping me get through uh, COVID and lockdown, and it's been amazing experience. But before Sculpt, I um, trained to be a functional health coach. And I call myself the habit change health coach. Mm, That's a good one. That is a good one. I haven't heard of that yet. Habit change health (laughs) coach. And that I think describes what I do really well and how how it's different than perhaps going to a nutritionist or to a registered dietitian who Mm -hmm. are amazing. But a health coach, I like to describe as like the boots on the ground. Mm. We're more of the how Um, Of course, there's what, you know, what to do, but it's a little bit more about how to implement it into your, into your life Mm -hmm. and make it happy and joyful. And you're there for people. You're the coach. Like, so if they need you or if anybody is having, you know, a hard day, you're the person they probably reach out to. Right. Correct. Because the clinicians are much more challenging to connect with. Right. So it's a it's a really amazing, you know, intimate relationship that I get to have with my clients. And I sometimes describe it as having a tutor. So you might be familiar more familiar with that or even what you guys do mm-hmm. is that it's not a one and done, it's a practice. And I feel like it's my job to help people learn how to fish for themselves versus you know catching the fish right right and i feel like a good tutor and a good um fitness instructor that's what they do too give the tools yes Yes. to carry into their own life and that inspiration like sparking that fire inside someone so that they want to persevere when they're faced with obstacles or you know, overcome by sweat (laughs) 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 or or really challenging routine. Yes. Would you say the number one thing people come to you with is like wanting to lose weight? Yes. Initially, that is very common Mm -hmm. uh, goal. 
and it's my job as a coach you know losing weight is a you know is a, is a goal right mm-hmm. but why do they want to lose that weight you know very often it's about having more confidence or um freedom freedom to wear whatever clothes they want mm-hmm. or to go out and and put themselves in situations that they might not feel comfortable doing that right now right um but i also get a lot of clients who are trying to overcome chronic conditions mm-hmm. like uh, high cholesterol high blood pressure type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes mm-hmm. um a lot of women who are challenged with um uh perimenopause symptoms or hormonal conditions um food ins- uh, sensitivities like gluten and dairy and Oof. yeah <laughs> so when someone reaches out to you is the first thing you do like do a total you know panel on them and interview or you just get their background their history yes but it's not really a health history okay so of course i ask tons of questions about what inspired them to engage with me uh, what their goals are for working together what they think i should know about their health and wellness mm-hmm. and it's again it's my job as a coach to not um apply my agenda but to find out what it is they're trying to achieve and how they think they can best get to that um to that end because really i mean we live in like an age where you can google anything i mean it's right. not about information it's really about um wanting to take action to put forth the effort and why you might think it's worth it to get to that endpoint so do you come up with a plan together yes it's a co-creation okay of a plan um and it's kind of three facets. Um, first is is like your overall vision of wellness. You know, f- coaching is very much a forward uh, looking process, uh, whereas like something like therapy would be more like looking back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a gross generalization, but the the <laughs> no. basic <laughs> the basic idea. So and and when you know what your vision is, then that's you know kind of what stokes the fire. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about like long term goals, which would be like three to six months typically. Some mm-hmm. people's long term goals are, you know, a month. Some are a year. And then you break it down into, you know, very small actions that people feel ready to take. Um, you know, that coming week or or that coming month however they're do you do you do like weekly meetings facetime zooms calls yes some people especially in the beginning they really like weekly um most typically it's every two weeks okay and yes um zoom has been amazing for this yeah because it's just so time efficient and um, being able to see somebody is important because I want to be able to recognize like when their eyes light up or they the smile comes across yeah. their face, you know, what's sparking their joy around around the process. 
Yeah, that's a good point. So many people ask us all the time, what are you eating? What do you eat? What do you eat? And I think a lot of people, when they know that you're coming on to talk to us, are going to want to know, tell me about food. What like, should what I What should eat? I be eating? What should I eat? And that's the thing that I sometimes tell people. I'm like, well, I can't really answer that for you. But I know that you're really into avoiding inflammatory foods. Yes. So what would yes. those inflammatory foods be? It's processed food. I mean, okay. to just keep it so simple, it is, you know, and, and sometimes it's so hard to embrace how simple it is, but our bodies are designed to eat real food. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of lost touch with what is real food. And, but I can tell you that processed food, um, is, I think we can universally say that people should be eating much less processed food and a lot more real food. Mm -hmm. You know, the food that doesn't need an ingredient list or a food. Label. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. And then would the big, the big ones be sugar, right? Yes, all the processed sugar. And sugar has so many different names and it's so confusing. And food manufacturers are really adept at kind of hiding the mm -hmm. sugar mm -hmm. in our food. And they call it like fancy names or names that sound like they're natural. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of get lulled into, well, you know, it's good sugar. Is it citric acid sugar? No, citric okay. acid is, is um, is basically vitamin C. Okay. It's what's you it's used as like a natural preservative. That's what's in my electrolytes and I just never knew. If that is that secret sugar? <laughs> is that hidden sugar? Okay, so it's not. So that's good. Yes, yes. Um secret sugar, um well if it ends in O S E, it's a sugar, so sucrose, glucose, fructose, all the oses. Mm -hmm. Um and then you'll see um, brown rice sugar, coconut sugar, maple sugar. Mm -hmm. salt. And they, people think, oh, coconut, that's healthy. But it's really still sugar. And it's, it's still going still to sugar. do, your body is still going to recognize it as sugar and process it the same way. Correct. Right. Correct. And very often it's in combination. You know, they might put some coconut sugar in something to, again, convince you that it's natural but there might be many other sugars right. that are in the ingredient list i'm just thinking about somebody like me who doesn't read labels i just if it looks good i'll just take it off the shelf mm -hmm. so would you encourage somebody to to read the label ingredients right because i just i'm like oh that looks good i don't even know what's in it it tastes good there's probably a bunch of shit in it mm -hmm. you know yeah so would you encourage somebody to read labels well, you really just answered your own question. Yeah, I guess. So Shit. even if you, <laughs> so even if you don't read that the ingredient list, if there's like an ingredient list that has more than a million things, you know, let's say five. Yeah. Okay. Um, then pretty much you don't want it. You don't. Yeah. Want so that's a have short it. ingredient list. Yes. It's got to be simple and sweet, huh? Simple. But that is one way to begin a journey like okay. this, is to say, okay, I'm gonna make a rule for myself, and if it has more than five ingredients, I'm I'm not going to eat it. Okay. Wow, that's great. That's a good point. That's, and good I tip. Think that's something that anyone can do. Yeah. Look at the ingredients, and if it's more than five, 
you're fucked. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's eliminating a lot. It's eliminating a lot, and I bet it would inspire you to start reading labels and get and creative, preparing and get creative. Exactly. Yeah, and get yeah. creative in the kitchen. Yeah. Start cooking more vegetables, preparing things for yourself instead of because that's where I struggle is I'm um, a grab and go kind of person Mm -hmm. and like when we did the whole 30 I love that because it it forced me to ground down in the kitchen and like think about what I was going to make and shop for it and then prepare it and then share it and I loved that but I found that it was it was hard for me to keep that up because it took time Mm -hmm. you know so I think that's probably one of the biggest excuses, because it's an excuse, <laughs> is that I don't have time. Well, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the top two excuses are I don't have time and I don't have energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, well, with the three of us, we have plenty of energy. Yeah. But time, time, there are so many demands on yeah. us. But even in, if you don't have the time... There are so many really good grab-and-go options. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're just going to keep it super simple, a banana is literally the perfect grab-and-go food. Right. You know, okay. it comes in its own packaging. Um, you can pretty much find it anywhere. It, you know, you can go into a bodega or a deli yeah. and, and get one for less than a dollar. So... That's always an option. That's that's like an airport option that I always think about. Mm-hmm. Um, or with like a nut butter, if you want to add a protein or something. A nut butter, actual nuts. You actual know, nuts. that's they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know why bananas get such a bad rap. I think like I, I do. You feel like bananas get that? Like, they do. They do. And for you know, some of my clients, bananas are not going to work. You know, but for 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 you and for Emily and active. Danielle, yeah. who are super active, bananas are an amazing food. Right. Plus, they're like really high in potassium, which we're losing when we're sweating in mm-hmm. class. All fruit. Yeah. Oh man, I'd rather grab like a corn muffin. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is good though for you, Danielle. Banana. We're going to get more bananas. Yeah, banana. Just peel and go. That's why I like avocados. Just bite into it and go. Yeah. It was very joyful to just I'm watch so you. I'm so lazy. To just watch, <laughs> to watch you eat an avocado right out of the skin. Yeah. That was amazing. And I've seen you eat um, mangoes. Mangoes. Yeah. <laughs> with, Tomatoes. With wild abandon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just so lazy. I got to reel it in. Because my why hasn't been strong enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. But now great. it is. Today and, it is. And you have somebody that's going to support you because I'm right there with you. Ugh. I haven't had any sugar today because I know you don't that's want That's so nice, babe. Thanks. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a big part of succeeding. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do the whole 30 if it weren't for Emily because I don't cook, you know? Yeah. But. Can we talk a little bit about intermittent fasting? Because sure. I think that would be, that's something that I think people are curious about. Mm-hmm. And is, because when we did the reset, we did, we were doing intermittent fasting. And I found that to be the most, um, like, not, I, won't, I don't want to say easy, but it was, it was 
the most attainable like well, don't you do that though like is there a right and wrong way I'm to do it I'm not doing it on purpose though like I think if I so you have to do it with a meaning behind it we're gonna ask Marianne yes this. yes <laughs> let's let her t- let's let her talk <laughs> and give it to the professional <laughs> yeah well we actually all intermittent fast we're, mm-hmm. we're already doing that mm-hmm. unless somehow you're eating constantly while you're sleeping <laughs> But even going like hours between your meals, that is intermittent fasting. There are many, many ways to do it. And to start off, we're all pretty close to eating within a 12 hour window. So if this is a totally new concept for you, then just look at when you wake up, when is the first thing that you eat, or mm-hmm. drink that has carbohydrates in it, and when do you finish? And reeling that into a 12-hour window, there's tons of research that says that that is super beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. So like saying 7 a.m. to 7 p.m.? Correct, correct. And if you can narrow the window, is that better? So the gold standard right now is an eight-hour window. So let's say 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Doing 16 hours of a fast, there's a lot of research that not only might it help your digestion and perhaps if you're looking to lose weight, help you lose weight, but it also enables your body to rejuvenate. Mm -hmm. There's something called autophagy that happens after a certain amount of time in fasting and that allows your body to get rid of dead cells and rejuvenate Mm -hmm. and it's just part of of our evolution is that this is the way our bodies were designed to work um with the circadian rhythm of of daylight Mm -hmm. and during the hours that we're not sleep that we're not eating that we're sleeping our body's doing all these miraculous things. Because mm-hmm. I remember you saying when you feel those like hunger pains, it's yes. like your stomach like washing itself. Yes. And I thought that was a really great way to look at it because then I didn't think, oh, I need to eat something right now. I'm like, oh, my stomach is washing itself. And that felt nice. You know, <laughs> like it felt good. Is it true that when you're having those pains, you are you should just drink something? You're thirsty? Well, it can be, but... You know all this shit that people say? I just want to know... (laughs) Danielle will ask you all the shit people say. I just want to know if it's... it's, Well, there's... I guess everybody has their own... Well, there's a few things going on here. First of all, like, Emily... Mm-hmm. That you even that you listen to me. Oh, that I love just to- means so much to me. <laughs> I listen to everything you say, Marianne. <laughs> well, the same. I do. Okay. Same. Um, so what Emily is referring to is that gurgly feeling mm-hmm. that we'll feel, and as a culture, we call it a hunger pain or a hunger pang. And I'm Italian, and my Italian grandmother would say, morte di fame, which meant you were dying of hunger, <laughs> right? So we have, like, culturally, we have this whole way of talking about hunger 
in a very negative way. Right. Mm -hmm. But actually that real hunger, that gurgling, is called a peristalsis wash. And it's what our digestive system does to prepare for the next meal. So I think of it as these like windshield wipers, like going through my system, populating it with the good bacteria so that I have all of the resources my body has to digest the meal. If we're constantly eating and layering food on mm. top of each other, That's this can do. never happen. What do we call that, grazing? Grazing. Mm -hmm. And that be creates potentially this fermentation in our gut, which gas, bloating, digestive issues, elimination issues. Yes. yes. So ideally, we should be... Well, we're not telling anyone what to do, Correct. but ideally, if we wanted to intermittent fast, we would create a window that we are awake that we're going to eat in between Correct. 8 and 12 hours, Correct. and you eat your one meal, and then you're done. You're not snacking because that's what's going to create the fermentation. Correct. So right? ideally, most humans will do very well with two to three meals within their eating window. Mm-hmm. And you want to design the meal so that they're really satisfying and nutritious and carry you four to five hours to the next meal. Right. But if you, and again, this has to do with lifestyle. Not everyone can implement this every day. But it, as a general rule, it, it can be really effective. And cut down on those crave, craving hunger. And craving hunger is what might be dehydration mm -hmm. or, you know, your sugar is imbalanced or you're bored or all stressed oh, yeah. and all those other bored. things. Yes. Bored. Yes. Yes. Bored. <laughs> bored. We need to entertain you more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like find myself going in and out of the fridge 17 times. No snacks have changed, Danielle. And for the people that are listening that might want to try intermittent fasting, like if you're someone that wakes up and has coffee and you put something in it, that's breaking the fast, correct? Correct, correct. So anything that would elicit your body to produce insulin breaks the fast. So if you do want to have coffee, that's a lot of people use that as a tool to, to get them to eat later in the morning. You would have it black or you would put a full fat into the coffee. Fat is the only macronutrient that doesn't cause an insulin response. So like a coconut Cream, ghee, ghee. Yes, like Good for you for knowing that, ghee. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. A little cinnamon. Cinnamon's great. A bulletproof coffee, right? Isn't that what? That's that was what kind of popularized this idea. It was a bulletproof coffee, which is actually based on, you know, again ancient custom. You know, in Tibet, it's cold all the time, and so in the morning you have this coffee with full fat in it to sustain you in the morning, to warm you in the morning. So a lot of these things that we see as like trendy or fads, mm. some of it is really based on like ancient, you know, health practices mm -hmm. or different cultures that have these practices that have worked for them for hundreds of years. Right. right. How do you feel about the um, warm water with lemon in the morning before you drink anything? 
it's again it's great for most people um what's well, the it, po like what's the point behind that well the lemon can um, stimulate your liver to mm -hmm. produce bile which helps your digestion especially digesting fats mm -hmm. um, if you the only the only reason you wouldn't have lemon in your water is if you're prone to any kind of like reflux. Gotcha. Sometimes that can aggravate it. Um, lemon is like a little bit more balancing to to the to the system. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it tastes acidic, it's actually an alkalizing um, food. Right. And it smells great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great for your mood, and it's got some vitamin C in it. So. So if there's someone listening right now that's their goal is is trying to lose weight, can you name like three things they could do right now? Sure. Okay. The number one thing, and you guys are going to laugh. No, I want to know. <laughs> I'm asking the questions I think people want to hear answers to. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Water. And... I know I I often feel guilty like I'll have a new client and you know they're they're investing in this process and what do we talk about water mm -hmm. yeah but water it can make such profound changes for people um, most people are going walking around dehydrated um, this affects your energy your motivation your hunger your elimination Mm -hmm. And all of those things can be huge factors in your ability to lose weight. If your body is even slightly dehydrated, it literally thinks it's under some kind of stress. Remember, like we have a primal brain, right? That's conditioned for disaster. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is if you're even a little dehydrated, we actually hold on to water. Mm -hmm. So people who start a, a hydration practice... Um, might lose weight initially because their body feels more comfortable even just getting rid of water. I right. love that. And yes. so is there a number that people should try to reach, like, you yes. know, ounces? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, look, you look amazed that I have an answer. I no, <laughs> I know you're going to have an answer. Yes. I know you're going to have an answer. So for folks who want to lose weight, mm -hmm. uh, to start off with is, is take your weight and divide it in half and make that your goal each day for ounces of water. Okay. So if you're at 160 pounds, then that would be 80 ounces of water per mm. day. And it doesn't matter how you get it or do you want to drink it throughout the day or? Well, everything's <clears throat> different, mm -hmm. but I do advocate just not sipping it all day because chances are then you will have to pee all day. Mm. So having that morning water, like getting 16 ounces before you're even fully awake is a great way to, if you're going for 80 ounces, that would be 20% of your water that you're already checked off your list. Mm -hmm. Also drinking water between meals can be really good for digestion. Sometimes if you have low stomach acid or digestive issues, um, then drinking water during your meals could exasperate that. So also drinking between meals might fill a place where you maybe 
would have been snacking. Mm-hmm. What about like an herbal tea? Could you do that too? You can. Does that count as wa- your water or no? Well, it depends on the client. So for many clients, we initially just say, okay, it's, let's get into the water habit and then see how you're feeling, what the results are, and then how can you balance it with other liquids that aren't diuretics? So an okay. herbal, a naturally decaffeinated herbal tea would be great. Okay. How do we feel about seltzer? <laughs> we, all, we all know people love the seltzers. Yes. Well, again, it depends on your situation. If you are working with me and you tell me that you're bloated all the time mm. and that you're drinking seltzer all the time, <laughs> then it might be worth having some curiosity and experimenting with if you take out the seltzer, which is air, mm-hmm. do you feel differently um, as far as bloating? And right. most and most people do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. great. Okay, yes. so we have water. We have water. Uh, the second thing I would say is move every day. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Let's go. I'm so tired of people telling me it's my rest day. Get up. Just go for a walk. <laughs> it, it's not optional. Yeah. The body and wants to move. The body wants to move. And there are ample opportunities to move. Mm-hmm. And again, those two excuses come up a lot. I don't have time. I don't have energy. Yeah. Mm. One of the most energizing things you can do is to move your body. Absolutely. And I was just reading in the New York Times yesterday that if you want to be happier, guess what you should do? Exercise. Move. Move. <laughs> move. Exercise. And there's a lot of research about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can just simply go on a walk. You can go on we a can walk. We can keep it simple. You can break it up into smaller time zones. Mm-hmm. So there's there's this acronym that can be helpful. So SWAP, S-W-A-P. So S is for stand. At the minimum, stand more than you sit. Mm-hmm. W is walk. Walk more than you stand. The AP is for and push. So you want to raise your heart rate in some way. And that could be as easy as doing some jumping jacks or when you're walking, go up a hill, go down a hill. Um, and yeah. then, of course, there's... Um, the studio. <laughs> there's sculpt. Yeah. And then you can take it to the next level. And yeah. push. And, and push. Oh, yes, we push. Push. I did yeah. two classes today. I know. She told me you did a double. I was like, what, Mary? Double kneeling legs for me and Marianne Crushing today. it. Yes. Let's go. Yes. But when you find... I, I think when you work out in that way, your body starts to crave moving. I mean, I, I, I don't know any other way of life. Well, you bring up a really good point, is that we crave what we do. Mm-hmm. And the shift is what is so challenging. But once you shift, mm. and that goes for your food choices, your movement choices. You know, you guys talked about your you know, stories of being sober. Mm. I mean, that is a hard thing. But you made the shift, and now what do you crave? Right. You crave... You don't crave alcohol. You crave all the joy of life. That's a good point, the shift, that shift. It's like you have to get, it's almost like you have to detox from those habits. Yeah. Because that's really what it is. It's it's like for me and Danielle, I know it's gluten and sugar. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I can eliminate it and I can feel great. And then I always kind of find my way back there. It's Absolutely. Like a birthday party or what? something breaks it. And then I'm like, oh, I've given up. And, and I'm not like that in any other area of my life. I'm very focused in other areas. And then when it comes to food, and I think because it doesn't show up on me in the form of like weight. So right. I'm not, you know, that, that part of me doesn't feel like I need to fix it because I'm not gaining weight, but inside I know it's not good. Right. So yes. that's gotta be my why. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it is a journey. <clears throat> it is a process. Mm-hmm. And the research does tell us that the prime time for a change is when you maybe hit rock bottom or you're faced with, you know, at a crossroads and it becomes very clear that you want to move in one direction versus another. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you could still have fun right. experimenting and being curious. And each time you do do that, it informs it informs your motivation to continue to evolve and change but you might as well have fun along right. the way because i know you are can i ask you about your own sure, diet i know sure. you don't eat gluten or dairy correct right correct for other reasons but do you ever crave those things the smell of pizza still is really challenging mm. that i would say is is the biggest challenge for me because and that of course is like a gluten and dairy firestorm. <laughs> yeah. But um and again it's 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 been a process. I I have given into it in the past. I'm at a point now in my life where I don't think it's worth it. Mm. Um and I have added in so many other options that work really well for me and I really love. So Again, yeah. it's not it's not something that happened overnight. I was just right. sure. I was just curious. Yes. But I know I mean you I don't even know how old you are. I don't I <laughs> I won't ask you on this podcast. But you look so young, like your skin is so supple and bright and your eyes are so clear and you know, you're to me you're ageless. So I think that that I mean for the for the people that, you know, what do we call that? The people that are, you know, into beauty and. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I don't know. Don't you know what me. I'm saying? What's that? What's that adjective? The Vain. The- <laughs> <laughs> no. For the people who want, you know, the, it it keeps you young. Yes, and you know, longevity is a huge why for for many people, and it can be for many reasons. I want I'm, I surround myself with people who are younger than I am <laughs> and fitter than I am and that inspires me to continue to do the work so that I feel comfortable being around mm, all of you right and that's that's my choice and it can be vanity but I I would like to not make it a you know, I think vanity is like a deadly sin or something. <laughs> it, th- we don't have to make apologies for ourselves to want to look a certain way. Right. And mm. I think it comes back to those those kind of intangibles of, of what we all really want. We want confidence. We want freedom. We want security. And many people feel that 
you know, having a youthful experience makes them feel more confident. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, on the last episode that's going to be coming out soon, we talk about risk taking and how there's that attitude that it's not too late. And I think some people have that mentality, like it's too late or I'm too far into this one way of living that to make this choice to turn it around. And what would what would you say to those people that think it's too late? <laughs> well, it, it's I mean, the reality is it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And it's really all about making a decision. Mm. I read this great quote this week, and I'm obsessed. One small action is equal to a million thoughts. Mm. And so often we're just consumed by the thoughts. Mm -hmm. But the action can be a millisecond, just making a decision to take a risk or to change a food option or Drink drink the water start off by walking down the driveway and back Mm. then the next day walk a block i mean Mm. you can start really small Mm -hmm. but it's the starting and the decision to start that i think paralyzes a lot of people Mm -hmm. i would agree yeah i i I just want people to know it's never too late to make any kind of a change it's never you're never too old you know, you're never too heavy, you're never too out of shape. You know, it's really, you really, your body is kind of miraculous in the fact that it can regenerate and and I think age in reverse, I call it aging in reverse, but you know, it's like, you, you just, like you said, you just have to make the choice and you have to almost get to kind of a rock bottom place, I think. Yes. To make it, change that is definitely one of the things and but also again surrounding yourself with people that maybe you want to be more like Mm. so i mean i was 52 years old when i walked into your class the first time were you nervous i was i was petrified (laughs) i mean i I still am sometimes a little petrified no but i but no don't mess with marianne's spot Don't ever take Marianne's spot. <laughs> oh, I share. I yeah, share. she's very yes. good. You yes, she share. shares with very few people <laughs> out there. You, Marianne, you've earned that spot. Oh, thank okay, you. let's just thank let's you. just put that out there for let's everybody. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I think nervous. aging. But I think aging backwards is possible. I mean, I'm absolutely 100% more fit than I've ever been in my life. Mm. I'm stronger. I always say I'm tiny, but I'm mighty. (laughs) It's true. And it feels so good. Yeah. And I want to, I always say, I know I'm going to live to 100 years old. Oh, yeah. More. And if that's your mindset, then it's much more possible than to think, oh, I'm 55 and, you know, I can take early retirement or I can start collecting this or that or whatever 55 means to some people. Right. Um, And people ask me, well, how do you have time to go to you know, Emily's class or Danielle's class. I'm like, because I'm not always going to the doctor. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. And you make it the time. Yes. You schedule your your life 
around it because that's what you want. You want it bad enough. People ask me the same thing. How do you have time to run this business and work so much? And because I love it and I want to, and I still see my kids a ton, you know, Mm -hmm. and you still have your life. It's not, it's not your whole life, but it's a part of your life because you want it to be and because it makes you feel good. And for those people that are doing exercise, but then maybe, you know, eating junk or drinking booze or not taking care of themselves in the other end aren't going to see those physical benefits. So it, like you said, it depends how bad you want it. And it's so much about mindset. So, you know, self-care is health care. That's how I think about it. Many, especially women, think self-care is selfish. Mm. And I don't think it's selfish because I know right now I'm the best version of myself for my family. I can do so much for them Mm -hmm. because I have a lot Mm -hmm. of energy and a lot of resources so it's really just your frame on, you know, on how you spend your time. So everyone needs to start drinking more water. Drinking more water, moving their moving body. Moving their body. And the third one, you know, I'm going to say something maybe surprising. Uh-oh. No, I want to hear this. Sleep. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> sleep. Sleep. Of course. Yeah. That's why M goes to bed at 7. <laughs> I love my sleep. Don't mess with it. I know. Sometimes <laughs> I see your lights out, and I'm like, oh, good. That means I can go to bed, too. <laughs> oh, I do not get, I do not care. It's, it's a priority. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm reading this book that I would highly recommend to everyone. It's called The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington. And it is so powerful how, as a culture, we prioritize not sleeping. We wear it as like a badge of honor. But how profound it is to rest your body, to enable it to repair itself, and and the extra energy that it gives you, how it helps regulate your hunger. I mean, there are a zillion reasons mm-hmm. for prioritizing sleep and I remember again when you're doing the reset some people that were having a hard time with sleep you recommended a magnesium supplement to them yes. is that yeah you still say that that's something people could look into sure magnesium is something you can look into um, the herbal teas that yeah. you were talking about um, chamomile is a great one for bedtime Limiting caffeine. Limiting caffeine. How about if you have crazy kids that just run up and down the stairs? <laughs> well, it is challenging for it's hard parents. With kids. It is. And actually, I would say that it, it might even be more challenging when your kids are teenagers. Mm. Because Get ready, Em. Well, you too, because we live together. <laughs> <laughs> because their, their rhythm is mm. just later. And so, you know, you kind of, when they're little, you kind of get accustomed to going to sleep when they go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's homework and all these evening commitments yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like right. that. So, I mean, it, it's a process through your, throughout your life. It's going to change. But, but, but it, it also, I would say, in this age of COVID, if you want to boost your immunity, you got to prioritize sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many hours would you recommend? Well, the the sweet spot seems to be between seven and nine hours. Um, Everyone's a little bit different. But no matter where you are, 
then how can you just incrementally add some time? And this gets into a lot of habits. Many people have habits, evening habits that push their sleep back, disturb their sleep. You know, the lights from all of our screens, as you said, caffeine, mm. um, lots of activity yeah. going on. So lots of lots of factors. But this book is is a great place to start. But I loved your three things because they're relatively easy to, to change. Yes. Or add, you know, adding more water. You know, trying to find ways to sleep. You know, maybe don't watch that next show or whatever it, it might be. Even if it's a documentary Even on if... jail. <laughs> yes. Even if it's locked, it off. Up, locked up New Orleans. Even if it's Housewives, shut it off. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I have one more question for you. Is there like a supplement that you would recommend people to take like mm. overall like maybe a multivitamin or a probiotic I don't know how you feel about probiotics but is there something that you would recommend people to take well supplements are really an individual thing mm -hmm. and as a health coach I can't really recommend a supplement okay there are great resources great articles and Overall, like if you just Google um, boost your boosting your immunity, especially for COVID, then you'll find really great research-based articles on how vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc are a combination that many medical doctors and functional doctors are recommending. That can that there's a lot of research around that can help us um, avoid COVID and mm -hmm. infections and even cancer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's best, correct me if I'm wrong, to get those things through your food, right? I mean, a supplement is just that, a supplement to your diet. So if you can try to incorporate more food with those things in it, then Yes, then I mean, good. eat a rainbow, mm. but something like vitamin D is really challenging yeah. to get enough of. and. That's one that, again, if you just do a Google search, you will find really good articles about how important it is to have a good vitamin and D And so level. many people are deficient and don't even know it. Sure, because we live, you know, we're inside all day. Mm. It's starting to get so cold, less mm -hmm. daylight. So this part of the, of the world, it's really challenging. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a tough one. Do you have any more questions for Marianne? No, but somebody asked us what our favorite thing to eat is. So why don't we all pick one thing? Okay. And me being a Libra, I'll pick two. <laughs> Danielle, you can't do this. <laughs> and then we'll go from there. How does that sound? Okay. All right. M goes first. My favorite thing to eat. I know. I don't... These people want to know well, this. Well, okay. This is my... Honestly, my favorite thing to eat is a kale salad. Knew it. With butternut squash. So Avocado. Healthy. Walnuts, cranberries. And I do put Parmesan cheese in it, but I just love it so much. A lot of it. <laughs> and I have had that salad, and it is amazing. It's such, so good. It's just the flavor combinations are so good. Mm. It is so good. I also do love a spaghetti and meatballs, but... Uh, Okay, so that's my one. <laughs> it's hard to pick one. It, I know. I'm Marianne. Anything with sweet potatoes. I just adore sweet potatoes. Mm. Um, I love them, you know, 
when they're caramelized and crispy and crunchy at the same time. So, so, so good. good. And, and then I have to pick another All one. All right, fine, fine, fine. And, and that would be chocolate. So you do you have chocolate? Do I do, okay, I do, good. yes. Well, I don't know why I'm just so happy to hear that you do that. <laughs> It oh, made, I love it made chocolate. me so happy to know that Marianne's eating Huge chocolate. Huge smile on her face. Yeah. Yes, yes. Life wouldn't be worth living, actually. Okay, good. All right, yes. so that makes you feel better, right? And then what about you, Miss Danielle? Well, I have five things now. <laughs> Come on, tell us your two. I think um, something in the rice and beans chicken burrito world. Okay. Um, and I love a good sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, those are things that you could, you could, well, sushi is very healthy and the chicken burrito, you could just like start doing that without, you know, the tortilla. Yeah. I'll keep the tortilla for a little bit. <laughs> we can make, we can make, you know, accommodations. Yeah. yeah. Swaps. It's a, I'm on a, um, sugar detox. I'll get back to you guys next week. See how that goes. But one day at a time. And like you said today, you were like, think about how you know, some tools when you were getting sober. And as you're talking, I'm like taking this in and I'm like, with drinking, it was a constant cycle, right? Like try to stop drinking, but then you drank one drink and then it was two and then you got fucked up back into that crazy cycle until I hit a rock bottom, right? Getting my DW. And now it's like, I've tried to do the whole 30 and stop eating sugar and dipping my toe. And now I'm like, I feel like shit. I'm done, mm. but we'll see. Uh, we'll see next week, and then when I go to Costa Rica, we'll see what happens. Well, when we go to Costa Rica, there's no. I mean, we have that chef, and she just makes the most beautiful food, and it's all just from the earth. Yeah, and with love and passion. I mean, you're gonna see. It. Amen. You, you're not gonna be tempted with the with the you know processed sugary yeah. stuff you and everything won't. everything's one day at a time right mm -hmm. like, let me just wake up tomorrow i got through today good job and we crushed it <laughs> we're very proud of you thank you yes everybody go over to instagram and follow thrive naturally <laughs> yeah go oh. follow marianne yes 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 i love instagram such a good episode marianne this was so much fun thank, thank you so much thanks for coming on today Thank you, thank you. Yes, we love you. So much fun. Stay tuned for next episode. Love it up with M and Danielle, your first guest, Marianne Jones. We'll see you guys soon. Bye, everybody. X is and O's. Bye.